(laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories, too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the Handle. So when you were a kid, did you have a fantasy about what you thought your life would be like as an adult or what you wanted to be when you grew up? Um, I set the bar pretty low, I think. (laughs) I think I saw myself like in my same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about it before where, you know, we didn't go to a lot of places. So my horizons weren't very big. But I do remember specifically telling my mom that I wanted to be a professional ice skater. And she somehow convinced me that There was always a reason, like, and I think it was because my parents didn't have money and they didn't want to say no, but I think they, it just wasn't going to happen. So I'd get a story of, well, you know, you'd have to train and you'd have to get up really, really early. And then, you know, I don't drive my mom, you know, I don't drive. So we'd have Mm. to find somebody to take you. And then of course there's the money aspect, but that was always like lightly, you know, that wasn't touched on very heavily, but it was more that it was just going to be a lot, you know? So I learned early that mm-hmm. yeah best not to just to give yeah, up exactly uh-huh. best not to go down that road because it it's just not gonna you know and then now did you know how to ice skate at the time uh no oh okay no. <laughs> we did have an ice skating rink near our house and it was called it was at the laurel plaza mm, oh, yeah, yeah and it was called the ice capade chalet and i didn't get to go there till i was a little bit bigger but my older sister debbie would go with her friend Susie. that was the deal where they would my sister would lay down with me so i would take my nap and then once I'd fall asleep, mm-hmm. they'd go and do fun things. And I'd always wake up and realize that they went to do fun things. But yeah, I did ice skate, but I wasn't, I, I don't think I, I think I was a rail holder, you know, I was hanging onto the rails, uh-huh. but, but I saw the Olympics, you know, I saw it and I thought, sure. yeah, I, I want That looks really fun. I want to do it. But, and how old were you at this point? I want to say eight or s- seven or okay. eight, you know? I, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of stuff happened then, or there, maybe that's when I remember it. Be, you know, you, I started remembering mm-hmm. having ideas that I thought were my own ideas of what I wanted to do. I wasn't just being taught something. I was kind of exploring and thinking that, oh, I also wanted to ride horses. And that, oh, hmm. oh, I'm sorry. I must interrupt myself because... Because <laughs> nobody else would do it. That's right. Did I ever tell you the piano when I wanted to learn to play piano? No, I don't think so. so. Okay, so when I was eight, again, the crucial year, we had to move into my, with my grandma and grandpa. It's a whole long, very sad story that we don't need to go into here. But my mom had just had my little sister. My dad wasn't around. And my, the three of us, the three kids and my mom moved into my grandmother's house. And in that house, they lived in Woodland Hills in a very nice house. And the piano my mom learned to play piano on was in their house. And so it was, and it wasn't fancy, but it was like kind of a family piece. And I always wanted to learn how to play piano. And even when I was five, six, seven, I would always sit down and my grandpa would always say, 
when you get old enough where you can do an octave, you know, with your thumb and your pinky, then you're old enough to learn how to play, which now I know. I mean, I've seen little kids, prodigies, right? That was, but again, there was always something they were telling me where I was like, oh, okay, I got to wait. And then they'd, yeah. they'd hope that you'd forget, right? Yeah, you know, right. and you'd just, you know, go back to eating crayons or whatever you were good at. So, <laughs> but I finally got the octave thing and you know, and I didn't forget. And I told my mom, I can do it. I can do it. And of course, the look on her face wasn't, yay, that's great, Sherry. It was, ah, shit, now what am I going to say, you know? And so we talked about it and then it didn't go anywhere. And then I, we didn't, I didn't really pursue things. You can see why I have like absolutely no ambition, right? Because it, it never really paid off. So I just was like, oh, I guess we're not doing that, you know? So my mom's and my grandma, or my, I think it was my grandma. And they weren't nice either, by the way, my grandma and grandpa, oh. when we lived with them. I loved them, but they let us know that they were doing us a favor by us mm -hmm. living with them. And it wasn't a good time in our lives. But, wow. you know, we, we got the old, you should be, if I asked for anything, you know, it was a, you should be grateful. You've got a roof over your head and yeah. food and you're un being ungrateful. And in the 30s, we didn't have blah, <laughs> blah, blah. And so anyhow, so maybe it was my grandpa said, yeah, it's, we're going to get you lessons. You are going to learn how to play. And I was so oh, excited. Wow. Maybe my mom wasn't in the picture because she knew it was just going to be a swizz. It was going to be not good. But here, I'm going to have my first lesson and I'm so excited and I'm practicing at the, and my feet barely touch the I just remember being little and the piano being big, but I was so excited I could do the octave thing. So ding dong. Oh, the piano teacher's here. Of course, I don't know anything. I've never even, my grandpa played an organ and he also played the piano. And so I would watch him and he would read music, but I had no, I wasn't taught anything. So ding dong. I know I'm stretching this out because it's just so good. So... <laughs> My grandpa comes to the, goes to the door and, oh, good. Yeah, we're ready for you. And I'm very nervous, but I'm waiting at the piano. And my grandpa says, Sherry, come to the door and meet your teacher. Okay. So I go to the door and here's this man who I don't know. And he's got a big box with him. And I'm thinking, oh, that's his, I don't know. Why would you have a briefcase? You're a piano teacher, but maybe he, I, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. He keeps his special piano things in there. So we go and, but we don't go to the piano. We stop in the kitchen and he takes the box and he opens the box and I have no idea what's happening. And I don't even know if I'm paying attention. I'm just confused because my excitement is now turned into mass confusion. And he's got his back to me and, he, and he's facing the box. And then he turns around and he's wearing an accordion. And that's not a piano. I, yeah, not if you talk to my grandpa, because it's a piano, you just wear it. It's sideways. You uh -huh. wear it. It's the same exact thing as a piano. And I just like, yeah, you know, you don't know, because if you say anything, you're going to be ungrateful. Right. And right. But I'm confused and I don't know this man. And, you know, the piano is a beautiful, cool instrument. What am I going to, I'm going to walk around doing the beer barrel polka. I mean, what am I going to? But I sat through the lesson and I didn't understand and there were buttons and, you know, it sounds yeah, it's stupid, it's right? Totally yeah. yeah. And so- You were totally rooked. Yeah. I totally got robbed on that. And then yeah. I, he left and I told my mom, I'm never doing that again. And that's when oh, I got the, true. you know, yeah. I got the, you know, you're being ungrateful and we didn't have the money to pay for this and your grandfather, but it was my, I guess it was my grandpa's idea. He thought that would be a cool thing. You know, it's like, well, yeah, if I yeah. had lederhosen on and it was- <laughs> 30 years ago. Yeah. And I lived in Bavaria. Yeah. It'd be great. You know? So yeah. So 
Did you ever learn to play piano? Uh, I got like a one of those little I want to call it like a Hammond organ but I don't think it was it was like a kid's organ and I did when I was about maybe nine or ten and I learned how to play hmm. but mostly by picking it out they were easy yeah. like um give my regards to Broadway and which is funny because we ended up singing that in chorus That's and right. but I could play that and I could play chopsticks and I could do the thing that you do with the black keys in your knuckle I could do that but never and nobody and my mom took piano when she was a kid, but she always claimed she didn't remember it. So I don't mm-hmm. know if she just wasn't patient or maybe she didn't remember, but it never, it, it just got. I never got you like a book that this, that of mu- a music book Mm-mm. to learn. This is so sad because I, my mom actually to make money while we were little would teach piano to all the kids in the neighborhood until they kind of surpassed her knowledge and then she'd send them to somebody else. So we learned piano at an early age and we were just horrible about ever practicing ever. You know, it was like, it was a a duty, you know, something we had to do. And, and so it wasn't a choice that we had made. And, but I remember as I got a little bit older, we went to take lessons from Mrs. Paul Monroe, who lived nearby. And I just hated piano. I just hated the lessons. I hated practicing. I hated everything about it. I just want you to know though, that now I have this joy of playing piano and the pieces that I, I went for like 30 years without playing the piano. And I'm pulling out these pieces of music that she taught and they were not for kids, which is probably why I didn't enjoy it back then. They're like, they're legitimate, difficult pieces. Mm -hmm. And I just love playing them. It just brings such a easy spirit to my heart. And I feel bad that I never, I kind of just resented being sent to Mrs. Monroe. I wanted to play hip stuff and it was all these, you know, classical things. And, and now I just love playing them. Yeah. And I feel bad. I probably never told my mom how much I appreciated piano lessons. And do you re? did you pick them up when you, after 30 years or whatever, did you go and, and remember it right away? Or because you can read music, you could follow along and it all kind of came back. Back to you? Kind or? of both. Kind of both. I would sit down. Uh, some of the stuff I would just be able to play just from the feel of it and start playing like the first four measures and then would have to look at the sheet music. And so, I, so I'm really having to learn it over again, but I have this sort of motor memory that once I've played it a few times, it just comes back, which is uh, astounding to me because yeah. that was, we're talking half a century ago. Well, maybe more. That's really fun. Yeah. I always felt when I would watch, when I would see somebody sit down to play the piano, it's like magic. It just that you can. Yeah. I'm not magic, but I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah. But just that you can make music by. I'm just madge right now. Just madge. Yeah. Well, actually maybe more ick than madge. (laughs) But just that you can make, you know, these beautiful tones from the touching certain keys. I was fascinated by it, but alas. I feel really sad you didn't get piano lessons. Too bad my mom didn't know you. Yeah. But I could have done that in a, as an adult, you know, I mean, that's that thing. But I, I'm just like, eh, you know, I guess I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I didn't go back and conquer that. There was too many other things to do. Yeah. I don't know True. what they were, but. True. Well, I think I probably told you before that I had this deep, dark, talking about things that we wanted to do when we got older. I had this burning desire to, uh, well, do you remember the scholastic uh, mm-hmm. books that yeah. you could order in class? I always ordered books. I read voraciously. I just loved 
reading. And I got a book about Jenny Lind, who was, I don't know, one of the youngest opera stars ever at the turn of the night, uh, turn of the 20th century, or I think something like that. It was Jenny Lind. And I read about the story and she just fascinated me in playing and she was singing opera and I wanted to be Jenny Lind. And I didn't tell anybody my secret because it was only my secret. And I, for some reason, I thought if I told the secret, either people would laugh or they wouldn't take me seriously or it wouldn't come true. And so all these years, you know, I just wanted to be an opera singer. And then I think I mentioned that in third grade, we at recess would have the Ed Sullivan show and I would do this operatic little improvised aria because that was, you know, I could tell the people on the Ed Sullivan show that I was an opera singer, but nobody else, you know, never told my parents or anything, which is crazy because they Uh could have maybe gotten me lessons, singing lessons. But anyway, cut to several years later and I did, I did children's theater. So I would be in musicals and stuff. So as a kid, I I did sing a lot and I was in the church choir and always sing alto, but I think it was, I was thinking was fifth grade, but the more I thought about it, I think it was seventh grade that this traveling production company of Noah's Ark Noah's Flood, excuse me. It was some opera that would travel around the world, uh, travel around at least the country, but I think around the world. And they would come to towns and they would audition people in the area that they would put into the show. And they had, I think, their basic leads that would travel with the show, but some of the parts they cast. And there was a part in the show for a young girl who sang alto, which is what I sang in the church choir. And I just thought, this is it. I am going to get that part. I'm going to blow everybody away. I am going to launch my opera career. This was my dream and this was my goal and I was going to show everybody. So they had auditions and my sister and I both went to the auditions. She's two years younger than I. And I was going to just blow them away with my little operatic singing. But they saw Jeanette. My sister was a little timid. So they said, well, why don't you just sing together? Just sing happy birthday together. So I was I trying to help my sister sing happy birthday with her. And all of a sudden, the audition was over. That was my audition too, which I didn't quite realize would be happening. So I didn't get the chance to show my operatic range and I didn't get the part that I was just dreaming of for months when I heard that they were coming to town. But what I did get was cast as an ox. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, you know, there were all the animals that Uh they cast from the kids that would be traveling into the ark, marching down the aisle and going up on stage to be in the ark. And I got to play an ox, which let me just tell you how glamorous that is in seventh grade. Oh, I can only imagine. You know, when you're yeah. trying to meet boys you and probably you all know, make a good impression. Yeah. And I had to, I got to play an ox. And there were two of, I, I don't remember who was my fellow oxen, <laughs> but I do remember that two people in front of me, I can't remember the guy's first name, but it was like George Green or whatever, and, and Susan Good. And so they would always call the people when they were lining people up and they'd say, Bilkins, Elkin, Ox. And then they would get to the two pigs and they'd say, good green pig. And we would laugh and laugh. And laugh. 
So yeah, I got to play an ox and really impress the boys with that one and never launched my opera career, which is probably a good thing because shortly thereafter, I started listening to opera and realized I don't like <laughs> opera. I don't even like it. I don't know what I was thinking. Why would I want Yeah, wanna... where did that idea come from? Oh, so it was Jenny Lind that she started the whole thing, right? Yeah, the, the book. Yeah. But you don't hear the opera in when you're no, reading a book. That's true. Good point. That was a hope yeah. dashed. Well, I'm glad that didn't work out because we probably wouldn't have met had you- Been famous? Yeah. Had you gone on <laughs> past the arc and onto other things, the singing opera nun or something. I don't know what would have come after yeah. the arc. Noah's flood. Well, you know, I did go on to deliver 4,000 singing tap dancing telegrams and then sing Sweet Adeline's acapella harmony. So, you know, it wasn't all lost. No. It just wasn't opera, yeah. which is probably just as well. Speaking of tap, so how old were you when you took tap? And and when you and then later on when you were an adult, when you did the singing telegrams, did you just use your old routines from when you were a kid? Oh, guy. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's, you know, a 30-second telegram. How much yeah. tap dancing do you have to do? But when did you learn how to tap? I think I I learned, I think it was seventh grade. There was a dance. I, I think I maybe talked about this before. Floyd Ward had a dance studio and it was the place to go for learning to dance. And all the kids who were anybody took dance lessons there and you take ballet and tap dancing and, and jazz. And they would have this big, and they had ballroom dancing. I learned cha-cha waltz and foxtrot that I still know how to do today. And I wouldn't give anything for those lessons. That was great. You had to be invited there to learn the ballroom dances. And then they would have cotillion dances that you would go to. I think they paid the boys to go. <laughs> but but yeah, I took tap dancing there and loved tap dancing, but took ballet class. And that's where I got cast as the Wicked Witch when they Ooh. did the ballet Sleeping Beauty. All the girls wanted to wear pretty princess dresses and be beautiful and dance around. And I just thought the witch part was the best ever. And that was a ballet, yeah. but not tap. But what did you do in yes, tap? Yes, tap. I took class. Well, that was the thing. I love tap class. I felt like I should take ballet because it was beautiful, mm -hmm. but I really loved tap and I should have kept up with that. And then when I auditioned to be a singing telegram messenger, we had to do a short little tap dance and I had worked out a, oh, well, I had won the gong show with a tap dance. So I think I used part you of that. You won the gong show? Uh-huh. Well, with another tap dancer and a drummer. We, we were the Toluca Tap and Racket Club. And wait, 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 wait. What year yeah. was this? And was, do you have tape of this? I, no, I don't. I, because I bet you could find that. I bet we could find that online. Well, okay, good. Let's well, uh, wait. Tell me what you were called. The Toluca. The Toluca Tap and Racket Club. I can't believe I remember that because this was 1978, I think. And we were the, only, well, this never, was in L in Los in, Angeles, yeah, right? after I'd moved out here. And I wanted to join Screen Actors Guild. And my fellow tap dancer wanted to join SAG. And at that particular time, if you had if you joined AFTRA, which was, you know, radio and television union, if you joined AFTRA and had one job, and were a member for a year, then you were allowed to join SAG. You didn't have to mm -hmm. go through any other requirements. So he talked me into being his fellow tap dancer. And he had a fantastic drummer. He was a professional drummer, but he was a friend of my friends. And he would beat out a routine 
And then we would tap dance that same beat. And then he'd get more and more complicated with the, the drum routine and we, our dancing would get more and more frantic. And then he just went crazy. There was no way that anybody could tap dance to this. And we were doing all these crazy things to get his attention back. And then finally we get his attention and we all end in a duet between the drums and the tap dancing, and we won. And then they had us come back. They had some winning acts come back, not for judging, but just as a reprise and a you know a welcome back. So I made like nine hundred dollars for that day's work. That is so cool. And got to join Screen Actors Guild in like the next year. That's so weird because I have an- another friend and. I think they, they were on the gong show. I think they won. They did some comedy thing, but that's weird that I know two people that won the gong show. I'm gonna and look- I had never seen the show. I had no idea what I was going on to. Who were the panelists? Was it JP Morgan? It and- was Rip Torn, I think. was I think Rip Torn and- No, Rip Taylor. It Taylor. I'll go with Rip yeah. Taylor. Yeah, Rip Torn yeah. I worked with later. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> he would not have been on the gong show. No. Um, I think it was Rip Taylor and, you know, I can't remember. I, didn't, wow. I, I can't remember. We need to dig that up. That yeah. That is somewhere. That There's a YouTube of that somewhere, I'm we sure. We weren't very good. We just happened to be better than the other people. What year was it? It was probably 78. Okay. All right. I might have to I've looked it up working. before, but, you know, I haven't for years. So, yeah, it could be out there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun that to that would see. be sad. I'd much rather just tell people, yeah, we were great. We won first place instead of people seeing it going, that won? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, I mean, but it did win. That's the thing. I mean, and it was the gong show. The bar's low. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's exactly. how we... That's... We didn't get gong, so there was no, that. No, yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> I have a new level of awe for you. You know, there are not many people I tell about winning the gong show. Well, there, you know, Until it's, now. <laughs> now it's out. Yeah. It's, it's on tape. Everybody can know. You know, you're reminding me now, I did take tap in summer going into 10th grade, and I took it with my older sister, Debbie, and my younger sister, Jennifer, and we did a whole, like, uh, recital, a hooray for Hollywood thing, and a sequined leotard with a top hat, and the whole bit, and I really loved it. For just the family? It was like for the families, I guess. It was a a tap dancing school, but it was really fun. But tap dancing wasn't cool in 1978. Mm-hmm. You know, it had kind of... Yeah. It wasn't the 40s. Yeah. Correct. And then, and people were doing, I don't know what they were doing, break dancing. I don't know what was happening in oh, yeah. 78, oh, but you know, yeah. it wasn't kick, heel, toe, heel, toe. So anyhow, it was, uh, but I, I loved it and I didn't keep it up, of course, because now I'm in high school and, but we did a recital and it was really fun. But I'm thinking that I would love to do that again. And in fact, I still Me have too. my tap shoes, you know? Me too. I love tap dancing. We'll have to work up a routine. We could. It'd be kind of fun to do a thousand miles Well, we did too. always talk about it when we were in chorus yeah. together because we were both in the front row. I mean, we could yeah. put a little soft shoe together, but you know, and now like what's the worst that could happen, right? I mean, yeah. so I break a hip, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, live those dreams. Get dizzy, hit my head, go into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> no, no big deal. So yeah. Way to dash the dream. I may okay. do that. Yeah. Well, you know, I always was, as a kid, was an actress and I just loved it. And I always thought I'd grow up to be an actress. I don't know why I thought that living in Lynchburg, Virginia, but now living in LA, I have gone back to those roots and am doing acting and it's so much fun. So my childhood dream has kind of come true, you know? Yeah. And 
on the heels of that, I mean, you talk about how you hated practicing piano and then you ended up mm-hmm. loving it. I mean, maybe yeah. I maybe I didn't give the accordion a fair shake. Maybe I need to <laughs> revisit that. Maybe I could, uh, you know. I'm seeing something blossom here. Yeah. 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 Because everybody yeah. wants to see a 60-year-old broad <laughs> wearing a piano. I'd pay good money for that, bet- especially if you tap dance at the same time. There you go. That sounds like... That sounds like an insurance claim right there. So, wow. Well, Marty, once again, the glass is half full. You've really opened up my eyes to all the possibilities that are still left for me. I really appreciate that. I just hope they're not life-threatening. Yeah, well, that's why the Medic Alert bracelet was invented. So I'll be prepared. All right. Well, thanks for that. Okay. Live those dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stop believing. So what did you want to be when you grew up? And how did that work out? Share your funny stories on our Just Jiggle the Handle Facebook page. And please subscribe to our podcast so we can be something when we grow up. Remember, it's never too late to reach those dreams at Just Jiggle the Handle. handle.